Welcome, everyone, to episode 464 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and it is just me today. It is the time of the year for the mid-year recap, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to pick out a excerpt from a bunch of different episodes that we had early or on in the year, so you can kind of get a refresher on some of those games we covered as we head into the second part of the year. Now, looking back on the beginning of the year, it does look like it's a bit more lean for releases than most other beginning of the year time periods. So this may end up being a little shorter than your usual half a year recap but make no mistake there are definitely some heavy hitters here in the beginning part of 2020 so let's get started with dbz kakarot fine with that sort of thing like whatever sure uh, they have to introduce mechanics in a more interesting way to be able to they write in like things that happen to be able to explain how to do some of the mechanics in the game especially in the beginning right. um like one of them being uh yajirobi being out in the wild looking for Gohan when Piccolo steals Gohan and makes him survive on his own for six months. Like, you run into Yajirobe. That doesn't really happen, actually, in the anime, but it helps explain a, a part of the game for uh, Gohan as you're learning it. It's about eating meals and stuff like that. So, Sure. Um, another thing that I really like about it is that it's the open world. Okay, so how am I going to explain it? The side quests I don't aren't great, really. Um, I will say I do enjoy being a character and flying through the world of Dragon Ball Z, collecting orbs and doing stuff like that. Like, I think it's cool flying from objective to objective because it kind of gives you a scale for a little bit of the Dragon Ball Z world because um, you really don't get that while watching the anime. Sure. Um, you just go from set piece to set piece other than, like, Goku's house, um, Capsule Corp, or the Kame house. Like, it's just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, you, you don't really see too much of the world but like here you can fly around with it and it's pretty cool um yeah i like that part again it's not great and the side missions are pretty boring for the most part from what i've seen which is kind of a bummer but i wasn't expecting much with side missions yeah a lot of people seemed said that a lot of that stuff was seemed just like filler to make the game longer yeah i would agree with that it's cool like when you do the very first couple because you see um like, Aider is an example from Dragon Ball. Like, there's a lot of characters from Dragon Ball here giving you side quests. Like, Aider, Launch, um, the, the, like, Indian dude whose village that he fights against in the, the World Martial Arts tournaments. I can't really remember um, what his name is because uh, there's so many different characters. But, yeah, like, they, it's cool to, like, actually talk to them. For, like, like, oh, my God, like, I remember Aider. Like, I'm watching Dragon Ball with my roommates right now, and I just got to the point where Goku sees Aider. So it's uh-huh. just like, oh, like, okay, that's funny that that lined up like that. So it's stuff like that, but they don't really provide too awful much. Uh, but, again, like, I'm playing this Dragon Ball Z game for a lot of the main story bits and, like, to kind of just fly around the world and kind of see what's going on. Uh, there are random battles that happen in the map, too. Like, you'll just be flying around, and then there'll be, like, this set of robots that attack you or Frieza Force people or so on and so forth, Cybermen. Uh, those get very repetitive, though, because, like, they're not challenging fights and they pop up a lot, and it's just like, Yeah, eh. one, one of the things I wasn't ever clear on um, and I didn't read, want to read too much into it because I didn't want to spoil anything. But what, like, what is combat like in this game? Combat is as complex as you want it to be, or as basic as you want it to be. Okay, is kind of how I put it. 
I think the fighting is actually really good. I think people who are ragging on the fighting are just have unrealistic expectations for the game. I mean, at the end of the day, how do you want a Dragon Ball Z game to go? Right. Fighting wise, like what I'd be curious to know what people are expecting because there's combos, there's stuff like that. Like if you're pressing, so I'm using an Xbox controller on PC because I have it on Steam because um, I'm sharing it with a bunch of people because I knew you, Corey, and my roommate, Johnny, would want to play it. So I right. got it on Steam for everybody. So, like, for example, you move around like normal, but, like, if you're pressing A, or you look around like normal, but you press A and you do that, like, that teleport warp thing that they do from whatever direction that you move the stick. So there's uh, that. Um, like, B is the combos, uh, the uh, hand-to-hand combat or kicking. So you can string together some combos with that. Uh, X is how you do key blast like normal just energy blast like that and then um if you hold down right bumper it brings up your special attacks so like for goku it can be the kamehameha spirit bomb uh and you can kind of pick and select the different abilities that you want uh to use so like vegeta gets final flash gallic gun uh a couple other moves piccolo gets special beam cannon so on and so forth tn is triangle blah blast so um, those abilities are all in that. So like you basically can be stringing together a couple. So for Goku, for example, I can be doing a melee combo. I can hold the block button and press A and teleport behind him, hit the guy into the ground, and then do a Kamehameha wave while he's stuck on the ground. So you can do cool stuff like that. And I really I really like that aspect of it. And Goku can use the Kaioken. Um also, with the transformation button, it's where you hold down, I think it's the trigger, the left trigger. You can open up your transformation. So, like, if I have Saber, Super Saiyan unlocked, I can do that. Uh, Kaioken, so on and so forth. But Kaioken, like, drains health, where I suppose if you go Super Saiyan, it goes, uh, drains your energy bar. So, there's different drawbacks and power-ups and stuff like that for the different transformations. But you can do stuff like that. Um, and also... Instead of just mindlessly blocking enemy attacks, you kind of have to be a little bit more on the ball. There's going to be tell signs for an attack that they're going to do that's a special attack, and if you're blocking it, it's going to stun you, and then they'll be able to get you into a combo. Uh, So there's that, and then you can basically... The game kind of rewards you by being able to be more proactive on dodging attacks, because like I said, if you just keep using block and block, it's eventually going to end up stunning you, and then the computer is going to be able to get a couple really good hits on you and drain your health really, really low. So if you're blocking and actively dodging and switching it up and attacking when the time is right you kind of can wipe through the enemies but you got to figure that out because i mean as you fight like rats it's kind of easy to fight but like once you get to the point where you're fighting frieza you got to be a little bit more cognizant of what frieza is going to do because some of frieza's abilities take up a huge portion of the the I don't want to say map when you're fighting because pretty much you can just fight and toss them around wherever into the world and you're just still fighting. So you pretty much have open access to everything. That's pretty cool. So like, for example, like mine and Frieza's fight when Goku was Super Saiyan, how it just naturally happened, like we were underwater, just like blow for blow under the sea and Namek while it's like on the verge of exploding. Like cool stuff like that. Um, so I actually think the fighting's really good. I think people who don't like the fighting are kind of, I don't know what they're really expecting from a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. It's a, it's better than Xenoverse, and I, I don't know. I, just, I think it's fun. Of course, like, yeah, it's going to get repetitive. It's a fighting game. Even games like Dragon Ball Fighters gets repetitive because you're handed the same moveset and you got to make it work. Um, I, 
think it's no different, and I kind of expected the fighting to be like this. So that was Will covering DBZ Kakarot all by himself, and uh, great job he did, too, uh, explaining the game. That's one that I have been meaning to play, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet, so that's usually the case. And looking ahead, it looks like there's only three more games that I want to cover in the span of this episode. And we ended up doing two episodes on Animal Crossing, so I'm going to play excerpts from both of those, just so this isn't like half an hour long. So uh, so this next part is from the first part of Animal Crossing New Horizons. It has myself, Will, and his roommate Evan talking about Animal Crossing, and this was fairly shortly after it came out. Part two was after we had had it for a little while and played it for a little while and had the four OG members of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast and Tito also. So here's Animal Crossing New Horizons part one. Structured, And this was an interesting thing. I didn't know this was part of the game is it plays in real time. So if it's night when you're playing, it's night in the game world. If it's day when you're playing, it's it the dates are all the like, you know, it's whatever it came out March I guess it would would have been the 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 early on March 20th. Um it was March 20th like when you actually started the game and the days go by one at a time. It kind of drip feeds you like game content. So when you wake up in the morning, like the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is get on animal crossing and see like, because, because buildings, <laughs> buildings, in a lot of cases, you know, you, you have to wait a, a day or two days uh, waiting for the museum was, was grueling because once you knew it was going up, you couldn't really donate anything else. So the next day they started construction. And then the, the day after that was when it, when it finally opened. So like I had this huge stockpile of stuff, uh, that I couldn't wait to donate when it when I finally was able to. So um, that's a really really interesting thing about the game that I didn't haven't really experienced too much in other games. The only game I can think of that has that that actual like real time day night cycle is uh, Pokemon Uranium, but it's nowhere near as uh, it, you know. Obviously, yeah. it's a fan made game. It's nowhere near the same as as the the Animal Crossing stuff. Uh, but people can time travel as they call it, and they just they'll advance the day to advance the game. That's fine if that's how you want to play it, but that's I, I, that's not interesting to me. Um, I, I kind of like the the waiting and and you know, there's plenty of stuff to do while you're waiting for waiting for the other things. So, uh, but yeah, I was kind of in the same boat as you, Evan. I was like, okay, this is this is cool. And then there's the same thing when I woke up the next day and I really dug into like what some of the stuff that you could do was. I really really got into it. Um, so for those yeah. that don't know, we go ahead, Will. Dan, like to you say, like the first thing you do when you wake up is like boot up Animal Crossing. Evan can attest to this. Like my mornings oh. every day since it's come out has been me stumbling out of my room after being up to like four. Uh-huh. He'll ask me something, I'll give him a non-audible response, and then I'll go back into bed <laughs> and then like play Animal Crossing until I wake up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So that's just like the first thing I think about every day. All right. Um, so evan what uh what what was it that changed for you what what is there a specific moment or a specific thing that you started doing in the game that you're like okay this is awesome see it wasn't like a specific moment because when i first started playing it was like it was too simple for me right like, it was like too basically like i felt like it almost like a kid's game and then just little by little every time i do it those i, like, I loved how simple it was just the little things and then just all the extra simple things that it just grows in detail. And there's so much actually more things than you can actually do. And it's, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, the, it's it, little touches to like having more touches, flowers yeah, on your exactly. island that brings more bugs to it. It's stuff like that. That's just like, 
you don't really think about a game doing, but it does. Like, it does, like, real-world details like that so well. And, like, mm-hmm. as Evan said, on the surface, it's very... It feels like a kid's game, like, childish, but the detail into it is, like, really impressive when you, like, start breaking it down more and, like, looking at everything. Um, there's just a lot going on in the game. Yeah. Right. Once you start to realize those little things that you didn't realize, oh, if I do it that way, this is a whole new way of doing things. And that game changer each time you kind of realize or hear something about those different little things that do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And all the ways those those little systems that you were talking about, all the way they interact, interact is, is, you know, that's that's an entire entirely different thing on its own. One of the things I found at least initially interesting after I realized that this was the case is. Uh, so there's when when you start your island, you get one specific fruit that's native to your island, and that's different. There's what five different kinds of fruit that you can start uh, that you can start your island with, and then uh, I didn't know if this was a thing in the other games. What's that? Do you start with coconut or is that you one can't you start with coconuts? I think everyone can get coconuts eventually. Um, so well, everyone can get all that. the fruits eventually, but yeah. Um, so th- that's, that's one of the cool things. So I, I started with oranges, Evan, you had cherries, right? I had cherries. Yep. Will had the pears. My least favorite of the group. Yeah. Uh, Eric had peaches and then <laughs> Johnny has the apples, which I haven't, haven't gotten yet, but, uh, I got, <laughs> I got to, got to trade some oranges for, for apples from him. So it was interesting that the five of us all got different things Corey got the game, but hasn't hasn't played it yet. So uh, once he does play, he'll have an easy time getting all the all the fruit from all of us. So um, I don't think he's gonna like this game. I, you never know with Corey; he's very much a wild card. You know, yeah. I was surprised Eric. It likes grows it on you. Yeah, it does. That's it does grow on you. Absolutely, really grows on you. Uh, so yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. Another thing I, I found interesting was so you get two starting residents on your island too. And those are also all different. And I didn't realize there's like 450 different villagers. So yeah. the chances of us all getting the same starting villagers is, is very slim. So it's interesting to go to other people's islands and talk to their villagers. Like uh, one time I was on Eric's Island and uh, one of his, one of his villagers gave me a recipe for medicine so I could craft my own medicine. I'm like, that's awesome. So I don't have to buy it from the store anymore. You know, it's, it's just like, so that was really interesting to go back and listen to. I've since put like 330 hours into Animal Crossing New Horizons. So it's very nice to go back and, and hear what it was like for me at the beginning of the game. You know, I've since played it quite a bit. My wife has played it quite a bit. My son and my daughter play it quite a bit. We still play together as a family sometimes. Uh, so again, it's 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 really, it was fascinating to go back and, and listen to some of that. Uh, so yeah, that's part one of, of Animal Crossing New Horizons. So here I'm going to play part two, which has the four of us in addition to Tito talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, this episode is called Animal, Hori- Animal Crossing New Horizons 2.0 and the Thumbstick Athletes Olympics, which never ended up happening, but uh, still being workshopped, I guess. Just, It's not a game for me. Uh-huh. I can see what the appeal is and I enjoyed what I played of it, which was maybe like 15 hours somewhere in there. Maybe not quite. Okay. Um, but generally I don't get it. And I think it's because I don't want to get it. Um, decorating is not fun for me. And I just feel like the game is missing any sort of 
thrust to keep you playing other than tasks. Like, <laughs> it's tough to, I don't know, I don't know the... The type of person that likes this game, I feel like, is the type of person that has, like, a little bit of OCD and likes things to be, like, neat and organized and likes to check things off a list. And I don't know. I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I describe my yard uh, when people have come to my island to visit as a white trash yard because I just get I just get these items and just chuck them in my yards, like, out anywhere with no rhyme or reason to it. Mm -hmm. Um uh, very similar to a lot of the yards that we we grew up around oh yeah um so i don't know it's it's not for me i i already sold it oh really yeah i'm done (laughs) i'm done and the kicker for me was um i'll let somebody else talk so i can call it my notes because i did have some specific points i wanted to bring up but uh the kicker for me was the bunny day stuff yeah what a like the one thing I was thinking in the back of my head the whole time I'm playing was like they have a great framework to set up uh, events, like fun little in-game events they could do. And the first one was the Bunny Day event, right? And like it was just a joke. I don't know. Do you guys feel differently? No, that actually was not well well viewed uh, by by most of the Animal Crossing community. It was it was kind of a hindrance to the other things that they were trying to do, uh, especially early on when the drop rates for the eggs were so unbearably high. Uh, they've sig- since fixed that and it's quite a bit better. But uh, yeah, that did get into the way of things more than more than it should have, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I, it, after I made my like first or fifth set of egg shoes, I'm like, I, what, uh, these don't even look good. Like, what am yeah. I going to do with these? They look so awful. The only the only thing I ended up liking was the egg lamp. So I made I made a bunch of the egg lamps and I put them all over the place because um, they look kind of cool. But other than that, yeah, I would just make stuff and sell it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll just bullet off some things. Okay. So I hate in game progress being limited by real time. Um, which is probably why this just isn't a game for me because I know a lot of people really like that and that's how the game's designed, right? That's, that's, that's the animal crossing. That's, that's what they do. Um, I also didn't like that. There's nothing to explore. You can go to the islands, but they're not that much different. I think I went to five of them and they were all pretty much the same with a few minor variations. Uh, that seems like a missed opportunity to me. Nothing interesting on those islands. Um, I, don't feel like there's anything to learn you don't learn you're not rewarded with lore or anything like that like i guess you can get to know some of the characters a little bit more but um all the characters i met i had no interest in getting to know anymore there wasn't anything compelling about any of them um there's very little growth that isn't cosmetic or like quality of life type of things so all you're doing is working to make your life a little bit easier to do more work i don't know just doesn't work for me um even like the Stardew Valley setup, like yes, that's a sim had that um thread throughout the game that did a really good job setting up in the beginning of the game where you're just a depressed corporate shill uh, and you're looking for a change. Like that stuck with me the entire time I was playing that game. Uh, it was really well done. And I also feel like Animal Crossing never really answers the question of why you're doing anything at all. You know, why am I doing this? Why am I making this island a thing? Why am I giving Tom Nook all this money? Because you'll break your legs if you don't. That's why. Yeah. It's just. Okay. 
Yeah, and it's it's always like I get the I get the whole task orient the Far Cry the um, what's the phrase? It's been so long since I've talked about video games. I'm losing my words, but the the like what are those like Far Cry and those those games that have the the checklists more or less shopping lists or yeah. whatever. No, I know quests. Yeah, um, I always feel like even doing that stuff is it's never enough dopamine, you know. Like you're looking for those little dopamine hits, but it's never quite enough in Animal Crossing. Sure. Okay. Uh, I actually I quickly pulled up 2019 games that New Horizons is apparently better than, based on its aggregate review score on OpenCritic.com, our favorite game review site. Uh, so this is these are the games that New Horizons is better than: Slay the Spire, Fire Emblem Three Houses, DMC Five, Super Mario Maker Two, Link's Awakening. And then uh, it's as good as Sekiro, apparently. So, do do with that what you will. Okay, you assholes, Corey, <laughs> you did your homework. I like that. <laughs> All right, and even I mean, I could keep going if you want me to keep going. I can keep going, but like the multiplayer bullshit, I'm sorry. That's gar- the one island per console. Yeah, no, I didn't love Why? that. We we got a second copy in my household because I didn't want my my kids trampling my flowers. The person wrecking I sold up my mine island. to, yeah, the person I sold mine to wanted wanted a second copy in their home too. Yeah, um, that right there is enough for me to take ten points off their score. So, like, starting with that, they're already at a ninety for me, which is what their re- review score was, aggregate review score. Mm-hmm. Um, the airport stuff is just endlessly infuriating. Uh, (laughs) inventory limitations when inventory limitations account for most of my actions in the game like that is the main reason I have to do certain things most of the time I don't know inventory management simulator I actually quoted my fiance Sophia Um, she reviewed this game if you guys you you guys want to hear it yeah of course she said it's the go- <laughs> it's the dumbest game I've ever played in my fucking life. All they do is talk, 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 and you don't do anything. <laughs> so there's her review. Um, that said, I enjoyed what I played, and I'm glad I quit when I did. Okay, so you got your you got your time out of it that you wanted. Yeah, and with it. Amazon, you know, you get your ten dollar credit. So I paid sixty dollars for the fifty dollars for the game plus tax, um, and I sold it for thirty five. So I oh. mean. to $20, depending on tax. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric or Tito, you want to chime in? Uh, Respond to Corey's Corey's thoughts with your own? I I will say, I think Corey's 100% right. Yeah. Uh, But I will also say, I have enjoyed my time with Animal Crossing, which is significantly more than how much Corey's played. Yeah. I think I've got to be pretty close to 30 hours, which you guys know for me is is a lot. Yeah. um, In a game. But I can't really argue with anything that Corey just said. I think he's 100% right. Like, I I was thinking to myself earlier today that my time with Animal Crossing is, is coming pretty much to an end, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I unfortunately bought it digitally, so I cannot sell it. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. Like Corey said, that you don't really do anything. And that's kind of what my issue was before uh, buying this one. It just was so well reviewed and people were so excited. I got caught up in it, so I Me bought too. it. Yeah. Yep. And 
you know, like I had said previously uh, when we had brought up Animal Crossing, I, I didn't get it, which Corey just said again. I just have never understood really what people love about it. Yeah. It's it's really, to me, not even a $60 product. You know? Especially because you only do the one aisle and the multiplayer stuff is a disaster. The airport thing is so frustrating. Yeah. Like, having to go through all that dialogue just to go to an island for two minutes to sell my peaches is infuriating. Yeah. And then one time that happened when I went to your island, Dan, and my yeah. internet putzed out and kicked me back to my island, so I had to go back and do it again. Yeah. Which, it, it's just like, it, I know it only actually takes like three minutes, but it feels like it's 30 minutes. Yeah. You know? That is a pain. I agree. It is. Um, but there is something a little bit addicting to it where, like Corey was saying, I do I do think to myself, well, I better get on and, like, make sure there's no fruit hanging on my trees before I go to bed tonight. Uh-huh. You know? I, I don't know why, but I have that in my head every night before I go to bed. I'm like, I got to collect my fruit. <laughs> I got to get my three fossils. And then I'll be good. You know, but like then I think to myself, why? Yeah, just so I can have a bigger house to put shit in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and then and then when I say that, I'm like, why? Why would I play this game? <laughs> it's like, but then, I, I... but then I go to Dan's Island, and it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, but he's also yeah. put in how many hours? 110. Right. So. I, I don't know. I, I understand the appeal, I guess, like Corey's saying, to an extent. But I, I do not understand the just, like, outright love for Animal Crossing that people give. The impression yeah. that I'm getting from you guys is that... Because you guys are talking similarly to the way you talk about a game like Minecraft, right? Like, what do you do in it? You know, that, that sort like, of thing. Well, well Minecraft no. has created... Well, I I don't know. I can't say that one has creativity and the other doesn't because that's not true. But there, there is the, the, Minecraft is different. And sorry to talk over here. No, I don't want to jump in here because I, I did stumbling. think I did think about this. Uh, Minecraft is different for me because the you can have fun in Minecraft. You can create your own fun. I don't feel like you can create your own fun in Animal Crossing. You can create things and set up cool like little areas well, what if sit. that in it in and of itself is fun that's what i do for fun in the game that's fun which is to why me. i which is why i'm saying this isn't a game for me because right. that is not fun for me right yeah and I, even I'm with, with you there cory even with minecraft there's an element of random generation that you can you can stumble on cool things yeah dan let me ask you like what's up what is the payoff for you when you build like a neat town I just like it. It's it's a lot of fun to like because I spent this this week on Sunday. I was like, okay, you know, I've I've put down all the buildings, like I've done all that. Um, I've done all like the preliminary stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to like make it look nice because really like that's a lot of what Animal Crossing is about is making it, making your stuff look nice. Uh, so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to spend this week because I, I haven't done too much of the like fishing and other stuff. I just do the bare minimum for the you know the dailies. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go through every area, one area at a time and, and you know, deck it out. Um, it wasn't it was just a conscious, conscious decision on my part. 
uh, I don't even really know what led to it. I just wanted to wanted to dig in at that point. And a lot of it was seeing what other people had done with their islands. And I'm like, you know, this is this looks lazy. You know, oh, man. just just, just plopping <laughs> like things mine? here and there. I mind. haven't been to your island, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but l- before we get any further, Tito, let's let's hear your thoughts, man. What do you think about Animal Crossing? Um, this is my first one. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about the game. Um, and, uh, I, I loved it, especially like the first few weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of near where Eric's saying like, you know, it's starting to slow down the momentum, Mm -hmm. but in terms of like, like what you do or what you get out of it, it's interesting because there is an aspect of it. Cause like one, the multiplayer is terrible. Like early on, I, I was like, this is so awful. I was like really excited of like finding out ways you can like custom design stuff and get it onto your island, you know, like custom images that you can find and actually get it into the game. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share it with like people on Reddit, you know, I was like, Hey, come to my island and having to sit, like the biggest mistake was putting my Dodo code on Reddit. <laughs> hey, I have fairies and you know, my turnip price is this or whatever. Come by sitting through six people trying to get to your island. It's not like it grabs the six people and you just sit through the, the airport transition screen, yeah. load screen. It's one at a time. Yeah. And it, I felt so bad because the first person came and they're all get, going to my island to actually do stuff. Like yeah. grab some fruit, grab some cherries. They don't have cherries. They want to get on their own island. For, uh, and I'm like prep. Like I have a, my Facebook photo in the game, like all pixelated, you know, as like my welcome, <laughs> like as they enter. You know, and like everything's like neatly designed. First person comes, and then loading screen. Second person comes, they they run, loading screen, and by the sixth person, uh, internet dropout, and like no one could do anything, and then the internet craps out because like the Nintendo service sucks, and it was all for nothing. Oh man, so different. It was so funny. If it wasn't so miserable, it was just like <laughs> funny how awful it was. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like my enjoyment, like the thing that's driving me is like creating a town that you want. Like, how do I want my town to look like? So yeah. I can like when someone comes over, they they're just like, oh, this is so cool. And like designing my room, like if you go on Reddit and see like the pure creativity people have done with like, they're doing things I, I didn't even think that you could do in the game. Yeah. Like one person's like taking this really cool retro synth wave, like, you know, like those classic eighties, like racing car games of like the skyline or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they put that as a grid uh, on their wall where it makes it look like the room has like a window that covers the entire wall. And they're just looking at a sunset, you know, uh, my bathroom actually is just, my face just dotted all over the wall. So if anyone were to use my bathroom, I'm watching them. Nice. Uh, and like my, my actual like real time face. Um, so I don't know. It's just that kind of fun silliness that you can have fun in. Um, and then like also just like the collecting, you know, trying to, to complete your fish. Yeah. The museum stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like I was like trying to get a string fish or a sturgeon before March ended because they don't come back until November. So, you know, that kind of like, that's the only rush that you really get from the game of like, I gotta, I gotta find this fish. Um, also just being addicted to creating tarantula islands so that you can just make bank. Yeah. Yep. Like make bank 
like that's kind of exciting like you know he'll buy you for an extra 50 percent surge price or whatever and just like giving him 40 tarantulas and you're you, boom you're 500,000 bells in the wallet because yeah. it's pretty good because then you don't have to worry like i can pay off my home loan right away and all that stuff so but but <laughs> Eric sounds just sounds so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I know, like oh, I love paying my home loan. It's so fucking yeah. exciting. <laughs> it's like I was thinking it's 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 almost like a game that was made by aliens to trick us into doing something productive for them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think yeah. I think the yeah. big reason too, because like you were going over games that this game is better than in twenty nineteen or whatever. It's I was going to say, like, it's kind of different because of the time we're living in, but even if Corona wasn't happening, I, I think that would have been the case anyways. Like, people would just be obsessed with this game anyways because it just has that yeah. But I think it, it really caught people who never would have bought this game because they have nothing to do. Yeah. And, like, it's so easy to find, like, oh, everyone seems to be excited about Animal Crossing, and I don't have a job for the next month or two. I guess I'll play it. Um but the for the last three days, it's kind of it's definitely slowed down in terms of what I'm doing. Um, I'm just kind of focusing on like collecting as many recipes as I can because I'm really obsessed right now with like getting my house to look the way I want it to. Yeah. And that's enough fun for me to like. I'm not going to be playing this game like the six hours I was a day. I was definitely going to be like checking in an hour, maybe two, you know, doing some things and just kind of I'm playing with mainly my friends and he got his wife to play who doesn't play video games and she just finds it kind of charming and just like you know she's a teacher so she's not doing anything right now and she actually beat the game in terms of you know having the KK yeah dog uh, that happened died. to me today finally I I quote unquote beat Animal Crossing oh, so Thank you. So I let that segment run a little bit long because I did want to hear Corey, Eric, and Tito's thoughts for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Definitely a different situation than the the first episode uh, where the game was was fresh and new. I wasn't entirely surprised that Corey didn't like it, and uh, I am still the only one playing uh, out of everyone that that was on that talked about the game. I'm I'm the only one to still be playing it, so uh, that's that's definitely something. And for me, a lot of it, I think, has to do with uh, a little bit of normalcy and, and, and some zen in the craziness that has been the coronavirus world. Um, being trapped at home with four and now five kids for months at a time has been, you know, kind of stressful. So uh, so Animal Crossing, at least for me and my wife, has been has been, like I said, a little bit a little bit of zen uh in an otherwise crazy situation so i think that's part of the reason one of the reasons why i like it so much so and next up on the list is the final fantasy 7 remake so this was another tito episode i believe actually at the time this was he was the only one that had played it so uh yeah he kind of kind of led this episode which was awesome of him and we very much appreciate it i think since will and Corey have played the final fantasy 7 remake i know Corey didn't end up liking it but, uh, yeah, this was a Tito-led episode, so thanks again, Tito. And here we are with Final Fantasy VII Remake. The details, they, they changed they changed a lot. There's a lot of new characters, a lot of mechanics um, added to it. Um, and at first, I thought it was, like, a way to... Like, my early impressions were, as I started seeing all this kind of some new stuff, some some little changes here and there, is that... Like oh they're they're taking their chance to to fix maybe 
things that they wanted to from the previous. Um, and then what I realized as I started really going through it, and there's like some really big changes, is um, this is a way for them to make the game fresh because I imagine that a lot of original fans um, would be playing this game. And it's one thing to just play the exact same thing with just upgraded visuals, but like I think the way they handled it was a better approach because here I am reliving my childhood memories and it's all fresh. It's all yeah. new and I'm surprised, you know, um, which I think was really smart. Um, so that's kind of like my, my kind of intro to that, yeah. but I can kind of give like a, a breakdown of each, each thing um, at this point. But I think um, I'll just say the too long didn't read is, is um, you should definitely play this game, especially if you're a fan of the oh, original. Yeah definitely play this game because um my my i, I mean I, th- I thought it was amazing okay you know it, it was so cool Re- real quick how do, how do you think it stands on its own as someone who may, maybe hasn't ever played the series or maybe played it before did, but didn't really like it does it stand up as its own game do you think oh uh, um i would say definitely yeah for sure okay um it, it's hard it's like I, it's hard for me to try to disconnect right yeah because it's so important to, to you yeah yeah, I get that. Um, but I mean, it's it's a solid game. I mean, just the combat alone makes for a, an excellent, um, I guess, JRPG, um, or you know, just just this really great action game. Um, I loved the combat in the game, and a lot of people didn't love it when they played the demo. Um, well, I could I can kind of I mean, the demo is so like, it's just a small taste. Um, I mean, or, I mean, I would say I would be very surprised if people still felt that way after playing the full game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say the combat's the the biggest thing to praise in the entire game. Um, it's fucking fantastic. The nice. combat's so great, and I'm saying that as someone who sucked at it early on. I was so bad. It took me 35 hours to finally get a handle on the on how the combat worked. <laughs> oh, okay. Because right? I kept dying constantly. And I would get frustrated, but I knew too, like, even in my frustration, there would be, like, the little fights that were just, like, oh, it's so fucking good. It's so good. They found a way to combine, like, the old, like, you know, turn-based combat and and just the free-flowing action together. Um, and I imagine it's, it's pretty similar to, I, I can't quite remember the combat of uh, Final Fantasy XV. But I, I imagine it's, it's pretty similar to that. Okay. You know. Yeah, I found it to be fairly similar. Uh, having yeah. not played 15 in a few years, but yeah, I thought it was fairly similar from what I could remember. Yeah, it's it's not too different, but um, it's the combat alone is really good. Um, but yeah, let me let me go through this real quick here. So it took me 64 hours to beat. Okay. Wow. Um, it was a timer, okay. 64 hours and 38 minutes, and I did just about as much as I could. Um, and there is replayability. There is a replayability factor to it. So after you beat it, there's a hard mode, and it gives you kind of a play log that gives you like things you might have missed, like um, that things you can still collect, you know, like all the dresses that you can get from Don Corneo's, all that stuff. Like they keep track of that, and you can, um, they open up a chapter selection, so you can go back and play chapters. It's broken up into the game's broken up into chapters, and there's um, 18 chapters in the game. To, to go through the whole story. Okay. Um, and what's excellent is I didn't, I never had the game crash. Um, it runs really smooth. I didn't notice any bugs in all my time. 
Um, my PS4 would get super loud. And then I realized that I have a PS4 Pro. So I had, and my TV is 4K HDR. So the game looks fucking fantastic. But I realized, I think it was getting really loud because I had it in my little entertainment console. So once I put it on the ground, that pretty much ended my PS4 sounding like a jet engine. Okay. So <laughs> it's like really well optimized. Um, and it never crashed at all. So that's, I, I thought that like, I didn't even realize like, um, we were just so used to games crashing nowadays and just being, like, Oh yeah. But it was very refreshing to like, for me to, to realize 50 hours in like, Oh, this is, I haven't had to worry about anything in terms of the technical stability of the game. So that was awesome. Um, so I got here, my little breakdowns of the major categories. I got visuals, uh, the combat, the story, um, and some other stuff, but the, the, the game's fucking gorgeous. Um, more so in the lighting, I would say. Um, it looks really cool. Like, there's just something about seeing Cloud and Aerith, um, together in high def in 4K that's just, like, you can't beat that. Like, yeah. You, you know, like, just, like, I, I don't know, it's just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting butterflies just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> it, I would constantly get it playing the game because yeah. if you were to tell me back when i was playing as a kid i mean as a kid i didn't quite know realize i was living this like magical moment with final fantasy 7 i just knew i would play the shit out of it yeah but if you were to tell me like oh and you get to kind of relive this magic again just 23 years later it'd be kind of hard to believe it's like oh you can't like what's it i mean you you remembered me talking about breath of the wild like being afraid to beat it yeah 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 and i knew I like it would be lost. Like I can't go back and play it for the first time. Yep. And it's like someone like now I I'm, I'm wondering like oh maybe I just wait another twenty three years and Breath of the Wild will be magical again because they kind of did it even better and whatever and you know and all this stuff. It, it... Once again, that was Tito covering Final Fantasy VII remake for us. Uh, and once again, thank you for that, Tito. That was that was great uh, for you to be able to come in and cover a game on your own. Uh, that's that that's amazing. So. Yeah, that was the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, again, Corey and Will have since played it. I don't know if Will ended up finishing it or not. I think he did, and I know Corey did not like it, so uh, he has not, not continued to play it. So the last game on our list is going to be Minecraft Dungeons. I know this came out not super long ago. I believe it came out at the end of May, um, but it's been it's been about a month and a half since that came out, so... Uh, we'll, we'll cover that one. Then that will be the last game we cover. Uh, the other one was last of us part two, which we talked about last week. So I don't need to put this in this episode, that episode, this episode, because it's so recent. So without further ado, the last game for this, this year's, uh, mid-year recap for 2020, it's from episode 458 on Minecraft dungeons, uh, most experienced Diablo player, probably. I played a little bit of Diablo 3, a lot of Diablo 2, but that was a long time ago. So I wanted to get your thoughts first on, on Minecraft Dungeons and uh, how, you know maybe some positives or negatives as compared to the kind of the king of this type of game, and, and which is Diablo. Yeah, so I actually think it's, uh, it's a pretty solid game overall, I would say. Um, I would say it is a more dumbed-down version of this style of game, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, because when you're playing Diablo 3, 
you get into the whole Paragon levels thing and yada, yada, yada. That's kind of where I check out because I just don't care enough to get that deep into it. I like to play these games where I just want to kill a lot of things, make really cool powers and make a cool character. And all of that is, for the most part, kind of intact with this game. Uh, they do a few things differently, though. The biggest thing being there's no classes in this game. Basically, yes. what weapon you get is kind of just what you use. Yeah, and... the, the weapons, armor, and artifacts you have equipped are what give you your your abilities instead of having a class where you unlock like stuff from a skill tree. Yes. Um, and I think, again, I think this game's going for more of a... Um, I don't want to say kids game, but it's more of a... It's a more simple action yeah. RPG game. It's it's which, almost like my first isometric action uh, hack and slash RPG, you know? Exactly. That, and that's kind of, I think, what they're going for. I mean, Minecraft, for example, is like, you know, at its heart is also kind of like a kid's game, but adults can get super into it by building things. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that. Uh, and I think that's the aim for Minecraft. And I think that was the goal for this one is to just make a more simpler version of an action RPG where there's not the convoluted Paragon level system that's kind of added in Diablo 3. Um, skill trees where you can min and max stuff like that. I think this is just supposed to be a kind of just like a hack and slash fun game where you kind of get different abilities based on the weapons and gear that you get. So... Uh, that's like the first thing that I noticed off the hop was that there were no classes. Cause when you're making a character, I was like, all right, like what class am I going to pick? And then it just like, wasn't there. So I was like, Oh, okay. I see what it's doing. It's kind of, kind of branching out for that and deviating from that, that normal formula that we we've seen over the years. So, um, yeah, that's like a really interesting twist on it. I thought too. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, like it kind of how it's split up is you get to wear one armor piece, one weapon, uh, one ranged weapon, and then you get equipment to uh, kind of from there change up your abilities. Yep, so um, three artifacts. Yeah, three artifacts is what it's called. So kind of what I'm rolling right now is a healing totem, um, and then the mushroom, which makes me attack faster, and then I use the uh, kind of like that... I don't know what it's called, like a rocket sort of thing mm-hmm. for AOE to kill a bunch of enemies and, uh, you know, a congregated spot, which is really cool. So uh, that's kind of what I'm rolling, and I'm rolling with frost daggers, and I have a wizard costume that I'm just kind of running around killing a bunch of things with, which is a very interesting combo considering I use no magic, but I'm wearing a wizard costume. Yeah. So um, my question, Dan, is, is there magic in this game? Not that I've come across so far. Uh, I've played about as much as you. I've played more than you. So you've okay. done the four missions. However, I've split it up over like four different characters. So I've oh. done the same parts over and over and over again. So I haven't progressed further than you, but okay. I have like played more hours. Uh, because I, I, pl- I played solo on the Xbox. I guess I have three characters. No, four characters. I played solo on the Xbox. I played with Eric on the Xbox. I played solo on the PC, and then I'm doing rated G, rated G games videos on the PC. So I have I have four characters in total. Yeah, interesting. So yeah. wait, do you know where you've left off in the? I've done the first three or four levels in in all of the games, so I'm about think, at the same spot. Because right after you do the third mission, it then branches to where you can pick like four different missions to do at any point. It's mm-hmm. like the cacti desert, the yep. red canyon thing. Pumpkin um, fields or something like that. 
pumpkin fields and then the swamp thing which i did the swamp where you destroy the potions or whatever yeah the story is nonsensical yeah i don't know like because we didn't we've never played much minecraft uh just very minimal i don't know if it ties into minecraft in any way or if it's its own like separate story thing it you know i don't know i can't can't comment on that because i've only (laughs) i've only played a little bit of minecraft i've watched my kids play a fair amount of minecraft but they haven't done um they do creative mode so i don't know if that's different than survival mode at all i don't know those are answers we don't have so yeah um but one of the things I like that you can do in this game is so anytime you get a piece of equipment, it'll have one to what five or six different um, abilities that you can level up within the piece of equipment, and you get are they called spirit shards? I wanted to look up the name because I haven't played in a few days. The purple things in, that you get when you the level enchantment up, enchantment, thing? yeah, enchantment points or whatever, enchantment or um, something so, like that. Yeah, every time you level up, you get an, an enchantment point, and you put those enchantment points into leveling up certain abilities on your equipment. So, for example, you have a sword. Um, so we'll say your sword. You pick the thunder ability, so it'll strike lightning uh, amongst your enemies when you're fighting. Uh, so the first level will do five lightning damage, uh, which costs one enchantment point. And the second level does 10 10 lightning damage and costs 2 enchantment points. And then the third level does 15 damage uh, for 3 enchantment points. Um, So that's how you spend your enchantment points to upgrade your equipment. But it doesn't stay with that piece of equipment. So once you salvage that piece of equipment, you get your enchantment points back to spend on your new piece of equipment. Which I think is a very cool way to do things. That was huge because one thing I absolutely despise is... This is why I was a little worried when I first played it was putting in enchantment points and wasting my level because that's like the only thing you have to level up your your gear. Mm. So I was like, man, am I going to be wasting these enchantment points on gear that I'm just going to be tossing away? So the fact that you can salvage them and get the the money and the enchantment point back is huge, and that was a really uh, smart move by Mojang to do that because mm. I think it would be a very horrible waste of time and stunt a lot of character growth and abilities that you could put into like your current gear. Uh, if that was all just kind of washed away because they don't have like a ability tree. So yeah. Cause I, at first I saved mine. I was like, I'm going to wait until I get something good before I put these ability, you know, enchantment points into my, my gear. Yep. Uh, and then I think I, I feel like I read later that you get them back when you salvage the equipment. So, um, so I was like, okay, I don't need to. I don't need to save these. I'll just use, whenever I get a new piece of equipment, I'll just use them, and uh, you know, you don't have to worry about losing them. Yep, because I also think um, I'm not that far, and, and you and I are on the same spot. So you, I don't know if you've noticed, like. In- and that was Minecraft Dungeons, the good game that's mostly been forgot about, unfortunately. So that's all for our 2020 mid-year recap. Uh, it looks like next week's episode is most likely going to be on Ghost of Tsushima. However, that's going to be dependent on if Corey can be on. I'd really because he's going to be playing it along with Will, so I'd very like, very much like to have him, both him and Will, on. Uh, I am also getting Paper Mario Origami King tomorrow, so even if we can't do Ghost of Tsushima next week, it'll be the week after, and we can do Paper Mario next week. Uh, but if we do do Ghost of Tsushima next week, it'll be Paper Mario the week after. Uh, so those will be our next two episodes, just so everyone has a heads up. That's what we're going to cover. Uh, once again, I don't I don't think I say this enough, but thank you everyone for listening or participating in this podcast. It's been, it's been super fun. Uh, I, you know, we still love doing it. 
Uh, fortunately, Corey and Eric don't earn on as much as I would like, but that's okay. I, we, we all have a ton of stuff going on. Um, so I probably have the most free time out of all of them, uh, which is to say not very much. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening and participating over the course of the years. Uh, you know, the friendships we've made, it's been awesome. Uh, so that'll do it for episode 464 of the Thumbstake Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.